Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Expert Advice from Non-Experts podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 20. We are here with the Week 13 slate, our picks. I am Chris here with my co-host, Chris. And it's been a little while, right, Chris? Oh, it's been a while. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Man, I mean, we had a lot of exciting NFL, but, you know, with the holidays and all the shit popping off, man... It's been it's been a mess. So honestly, like I said, been keeping up to date, watching a lot of football, but I'm not gonna even lie. Is there some of these weekends, some of these Sundays where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take a little easy on the football. I'm not gonna watch every two seconds of the game. But last week I, I did go back to watching everything and I've kind of uh rediscovered that I just love football, man. There were some of those weeks I was getting a little a little bogged down, you know, the bets weren't hitting, the teams were sucking. You know, some of these games weren't going the way I wanted them to go. Mm-hmm. But after last week, even I didn't even put no bets on. I just sat there and I watched football and I just had a really great time again. Yeah, I definitely still had like a few wagers in uh, last week. And but it, you're definitely right. Well, it was really rough. Well, it's just the bets weren't hitting. And it, well, it got real frustrating for me the last few weeks when we were kind of like just taking a little break, taking a little ease, like you said, like not really watching, going like watching every second of it. But I... I was losing my bets by like a decent amount, my parlays and everything. But recently, the last few weeks, every single parlay I put in, my five, six legs and everything like that, or sometimes four, always lost by one leg. One leg. <laughs> and I had, and even followed back into the Monday night, uh, the Packer game, I had an 11 leg parlay and I went 10 for 11. So like, it, man, it, that it, hurts. That, so it was it was frustrating. So like, so that is another reason why I was like, okay, we're gonna take a little easier and everything. But you're right, just rewatching it and seeing some of the clown stuff that's been happening after the fact, like with the, the Washington Commander player with uh, his boy with the big hat company, and now that's taken up <laughs> by storm. Like, it's, there's been some clowny stuff, you know. You got Kirk Cousins rocking all the chains, dancing. He's literally on any type of GIF search. It's uh so there's been some clowny stuff going on, but uh it's been it, I'm I'm love football, man. It's great. Dolphins have been winning, so they keep the hot streak even after the bye, and we got a tough week, uh tough matchup this week. But and I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm excited to be back to talking football with you, man. I miss hearing the raspy voice in my ears with my nice little headset. You know, I miss. I gotta sound amazing coming through on that thing, honestly. Oh, dude. I got, got the setting perfect. Sound of this. <laughs> <laughs> and you even got me like said, a little more hoarse today because I was out there in the cold today. So we're we're getting our voice back little by little. <clears throat> gotta rock it out a little bit. It's getting a little nippy out there, you know, on the East Coast over by us. So it's getting a little nippy, so I get it. I said I do hate this cold. Uh it sucks. But that being said, I always cold like Winter football, when it starts getting real cold, I love watching football. And just because of that, you know, I'm going to start us off with another great team that was also experiencing some winter football, right? Mm-hmm. Got the Thursday night slate. We got the Buffalo Bills at the Patriots. I know we didn't get to talk about this back because that was part of our hiatus. When the Bills went, they went and played in Detroit. They played in Detroit back-to-back weeks. I know. I know. Made history, man. Who would have thought it would have just taken the bills and not the damn line? Right. But <laughs> uh, we got the bills there, four point home uh, away favorites to the Patriots. Patriots are only four point home dogs and over 44 and a half points. Um, I, I, we both 
have a stake in this game, right? I yep. mean, me, you, the division, the, you know, the AFC East being the best, most competitive division in football. You know, it's we have a very big stake in this game. Absolutely. That being said, I think my biases sit with I need the Bills to actually win, which is surprising to say, right? But that's because we lost both our tiebreakers to the Patriots. So now I need to get the Patriots completely out of the picture. Like, I can't have them. If, if I'm tying with anybody, it's got to be Buffalo because we have the edge right now. Mm-hmm. So I need the Bills to win and the Patriots too. So I'm, gonna, I'm going with the Bills anyway. I think the Bills should win this game pretty easily. I don't think the Patriots are any good. Bills are a little bit in shambles. Their defense is hurting. You, you know, I could probably throw for three touchdowns on that defense right now. But, you know, <laughs> it's a super team. If they had a good defense, it's a super team. So Absolutely. they need to be brought back to reality. Give me the Bills, and let's uh, let's get the Jets into the playoffs. So I definitely agree. I think the Bills should win this game. I'm not as surprised about the spread here. And the reason why I say that is because Josh Allen, the last few weeks, he picked it up def- uh, definitely, but he has not looked good. And you're right, the Bills defense, like how they were in the beginning of the season to now, it almost seems like it's two completely different teams. In the beginning of the season, before the injuries piled up on defense, they were unstoppable because that defense was just elite. And you have the offense, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, literally looked like they were best friends, you know, since like being born for like the connection they have being the quarterback and receiver. It was out of this world. And now the defense is hurt, like you said, and Josh Allen just hasn't been playing that well. He's almost like he's almost looking I dare to say, like almost looking at how he did when he first came into the league, where he saw all the talent in the world, but his decision making was just awful. So it's almost like I won't say it's as bad as that, but he was getting close. So I understand why the minus four just of that with Josh Allen, the Bills really not playing that great. And then also, I know it's like Mac Jones, and I even though he's been playing better, I still don't think he's that great of a quarterback. But you got the Patriots who are still have a very competitive defense. And the Patriots, with this is huge for them to like you know to make the playoffs in this really tough competitive division, like you were saying. So it's really tough to count out Bill Belichick when this team is playing a lot tougher than we give them credit for. I agree with you. I don't think the Patriots are that great, but like we really don't give them enough credit. Like their record is good and their defense is really good. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously I'm always going to have my bias against the Patriots in general, but when I really think about it, I just, like I said, Mac Jones stinks, man. He stinks. He doesn't impress. And, you know, there was all the hate on Zach Wilson when he, you know, threw for whatever it was, two yards in the second half that game. I get it. But how come nobody looked at the opposite side of the ball and said, Mac Jones blew ass that whole game. I don't understand. You know, I get Zach Wilson stunk. Don't get me wrong. But that same game, Mac Jones put up three points. The Jets put up Three points. Mac Jones won on a full punt return. You know, 17 punts in a game, something's got to give. That dude has not done anything to win a game for the Patriots. Bailey Zappi should be up, man. That's all I'm saying. If we went and we said, all right, Zach Wilson, we need to, you know, put you on the bench. It's Mike White time. The Patriots need to say, hey, Mac Jones, you stink. It's Bailey Zappi time. That's all That's all I'd be saying. And I think if the Patriots had Zappi, they'd still be a much better team. That's just, it's not even a bias at that point. It's actually me saying, I just think the Patriots would be better that way. But 
they're currently just being carried by screens to Ramadre Stevenson. Uh, Damian Harris is out. Ramadre looks legit as legit can be. There's really no saving grace for that team besides Ramadre in the defense. Uh, the Bills can be beat on the ground, but like I said, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to give Ramadre like 20 carries on the ground and like eight receptions. He really has taken over that James White role, but still at the same point, it's like, all right, maybe Damian Harris being out ways in. I think Trent Brown's out for that O-line, so that just helps the Buffalo pass rushers, even though Von Miller's out. I get Von Miller's out. But Von Miller being there only makes it a super team, okay? It doesn't mm-hmm. make this team, like, a team, right? It only makes them a super team. That's the difference. So I still expect the Buffalo Bills to cover this four-point spread. Yeah, I can totally see that, and I definitely think the Bills are going to uh, win. Oh, I can put. I would be confident enough to, like, put them on the money line. I don't like doing that for, like, my Sunday money, like, because I usually only do a Sunday money line parlay. I will say before we go to the next game, yeah, this is mainly for our live viewers because anyone that is going to be listening to this tomorrow, obviously the game's going to be over. I do have a same game parlay built out for this game. I'm going to tweet it out very shortly because by the time we're recording it, the game's starting in an hour. But my same game parlay for this game, I have the Buffalo Bills minus two and a half. I have Josh Allen over 229 and a half passing yards. I have Stefan Diggs, six plus receptions. Gabe Davis over 34 and a half receiving yards. So that's my same game probably built I have for today. Some nice little four legger. It's a uh, plus 300 DraftKings doing a profit boost. I got plus 25%. Uh, so I did it at plus 375. Sounds good. I like all those. And you didn't put anything on the Patriots, which is good for me. Nothing on the Patriots. We will move into Sunday now for all the podcast listeners. We will start off with the Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are four and a half point home favorites and over 44 and a half points. I'm not going to lie. We talked about it a little bit before this. I said Eagles. You said Eagles. I might be switching. I really, I, I really might be. And it's only because of what I said when we first started off. It's winter football, and something about winter football just makes me think that Derrick Henry is just unstoppable. And I know he just got stopped by the Bengals. I get it. The Bengals went, they stopped Derrick Henry. But, I mean, the Eagles have a great D-line. They really do. I just think it's an off game for Henry, and I don't expect him to have two off games. I really like back to back, like rushing for 2.2 a carry. It just doesn't seem feasible to me. I really, I expect Tennessee to cover this four and a half for sure. I don't know if I'm willing to put them on the money line just yet, but I do expect them to cover the four and a half. So I could see them. I, I do see the Eagles winning this game. And I know we said that earlier and everything we have and then the pick'em contest. I have them the Eagles. You may be switching. I do see your point 100% with Derrick Henry, and it's so tough to bet against Derrick Henry. I have him in fantasy in one of my leagues, and just in general, he is just, he's the king. Like, he is such a great dominant running back, and in winter football, that's what really, that's what really could get you to the next level. But I do think the Tennessee, you know, defense is not the, it's not the best and I could see the Eagles offense just getting the ball down in the field, you know, just quicker. They have a little higher pace offense. They just have more weapons on both sides of the ball than Tennessee. So that's why I do think the Eagles are going to win this. 
for sure. Because if they can just get, I say this all the time, if they can, and this may sound kind of like dumb, but if Derrick Henry doesn't score in that game, in any of the Tennessee Titans games, they don't win. They like they barely can score any other way. And so if you if he can run for 300 yards, but if he's not in that end zone, they're gonna lose that game. And I think the Eagles can at least do that for can do that. So I think the Eagles are gonna win. But because it is Derrick Henry, I do like them to spread. Plus four and a half points is pretty decent. And I'm probably honestly looking to potentially even tease them up even more and add you know another six points to that and have Titans plus ten and a half. I think that be I think that's easy. I'm gonna take Tennessee. I've made my decision. I'm gonna take Tennessee. And my decision was made because I went, I looked at the game against the Packers, and this is what it reads for Philly. We have Aaron Jones. He rushed for 14 times for 56 yards. Not great, but then he got it done through the air with like three for 40. That's a decent day. Then then we had A.J. Dillon, who was eight for 64 on the ground. With a touchdown, while also being three for twenty-four through the air. I mean, that eight for sixty-four is actually, you know, what? I mean, if Derrick Henry could be eight for sixty-four, right? They win that game. I will say, say his though, first eight carries, he picked up sixty-four yards. Then that means he's going to go twenty-five for two hundred. You know, and that's just going to be how the game. Where if if the Eagles couldn't stop the run game. For the Packers, I don't know if they could stop the Tennessee run game. I will say though, um, out of the sixty-four yards, fifty of that was on one play, or like fifty-five of it. So let's just say fifty of that was one play. Then for seven more carries, he only got fourteen yards. So they, they adjusted. It was like no, I think it was a big. Pl- I think it was a lot bigger than that. Yeah, they were already in Eagles territory. They they weren't in the red zone. That was like probably from like thirty-five. I think. But I do see what you're saying. But still, I mean, Derrick Henry, who breaks more long runs than him? Saquon? Okay. But Derrick Henry is obviously way more durable, way stronger. Yeah, it's going to be a rough one. But, I mean, there's something about I just peep at the Titans. And maybe that's why I have been, you know, losing in some of these things. But betting the Eagles every week, it ain't fun. I don't know. I, I don't... I'm not like fully. You're never confident. You're never confident in the Eagles. Like it's the same thing with the Giants. Like they have good records, but I'm not confident in them. I think the only team I'm confident in, and sorry to cut you off about it, is the Cowboys. And just because that defense is on another level, but there's just something about the Eagles and the Giants that like I just don't think they're that great of teams, even though their record says the complete opposite. That's why it's tough to even say the Eagles are going to win. Because they were in, I mean, coming into the year, they had the easiest strength of schedule. That's true. That's what it was. So when we're looking at it, yes, they they were supposed to be around here. They weren't supposed to be here. They were supposed to be around this this number, this 10 and 1 that they are, right? But that being said... I I think the Titans are still a force to be reckoned with. I know the, they haven't had a great year either. They just lost to the Bengals. But the Bengals aren't pushovers by any means. And I don't know. I guess I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna just ride with the Titans here. 
I'm going to take some uh, take away from some of the chalk, and I think I'm just going to say, listen, I haven't believed the Eagles have been that great all year. They've been in shootouts and close games with, again, a lot of bad teams they shouldn't have been. And I don't think the Titans are a bad team. I think the Titans are a very good team, and I expect the Titans to only get better as the year goes on. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Titans here. Before we go to the next game, here's my last point against the Titans, mm-hmm. and then we, can, uh, then we can definitely go to the next game. Um. The, ten- the Tennessee Titans got stopped and lost to the Bengals. And I know you said the Bengals aren't a pushover or a team for that. And the Bengals didn't have Jamar Chase or Joe Mixon. So the Eagles oh, are going in, going in healthy. Are I going- have a friend, really big Bengals fan, okay? okay? He's a really big Bengals fan. And he said one thing. And he said, P. Ryan's better than Mixon. He said, Mixon being off the field is actually a plus for the Bengals. That's just what he said. Really? I don't know if I believe that. That's what he said. He said, Mixon doesn't have it anymore. P. Ryan's way more explosive, way better in the receiving game. He said he would rather have P. He would rather have Mixon out and P. Ryan starting any day of the week. That's what he said. That being said, again, I, I... I don't care enough about the Bengals to really, when I think of the Bengals, I just think Jamar Chase, but you know, you got Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Burrow, you know, I mean, that's just, it's a hard team to beat. And like I said, they barely, barely beat the Titans and they iced the game on a, wasn't it just like kind of a, it was a field goal penalty. Mm -hmm. They iced the game on a field goal penalty. So the Titans still had a chance to get the ball with like a minute 30 left and get down that field. So, you know, that being said, obviously a win's a win, but there was no saying that the Titans couldn't get down there and make it and force that thing in the overtime. It was a field goal penalty that did ice that game. Okay, that's fair. We'll, we'll finally get a game. We'll see, uh, see in the pick'em contest who's going to get the dub at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, I mean, I don't feel confident about it, but I gotta, I gotta, it, I've been playing favorites all weeks in a lot of these times, and that ain't winning either. True. Next game, we got the New York Jumbo Jets. Your boys. It's a, it's a great thing, man. The New York Jumbo Jets. Boys. They're they doing it out here. Against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are three-point home favorites over a 45 points. That's a real telling line, by the way. When you're home, you get three points. So that's saying in neutral ground, this game's a pick Mm-hmm. Um, but because they're home, they give the Vikings three points. The Jets should not beat the Vikings. The Vikings are, they're like nine and two or something, right? Like nine and two and 1 PM prime time, Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, if they weren't, Kirk did just win in prime time though. On he Thanksgiving. Did. We were shocked. I so, was shocked. I don't know how you were, but I was shocked. Well, yeah. I mean, I, the Patriots stink. I think we already Talked about how I don't think the Patriots are anything special, but I mean, I'm I'm taking the Vikings, but that's because, like I said, I got to hedge my bet here. Where I do think the Jets actually could win this game. I, I'm not just saying that as a Jet fan. Blah blah blah. I don't think we're gonna just you know sauce put him on Justin Jefferson we win the game but I don't think you're going to be able to run on us so Dalvin Cook I don't think is going to be effective and I think we will take Justin Jefferson away so we will have to get beat by Thielen we will have to get beat by Hawk and I think our offense can score on that defense I don't think the Vikings defense is that scary 
it does suck. You know, we, uh, I don't know if J Rob's playing technically we're on, uh, our fourth string running back. I guess if J Rob doesn't play because we will be out Brees Hall, obviously mm-hmm. Robinson out Carter out. So it's going to be a mix of Knight and Ty Johnson, which I'm not 100% confident in, but you know, Ty is a, Ty is a vet. And this new guy, Knight, I mean, he was he was having a pretty good day. So I I think the offensive line does still get it done. And Mike White, all he has to do is do what he said he has to do. And that is not a lot. <laughs> he said it himself. I don't have to be a superstar for this team. I have to get the balls to my guy's hands. That's it. I got to get the ball to my playmaker's hands. And that's it. Zach Wilson was making, just like Rob Salas said, making, he said, Mike Waite is making easy look easy, right? That's the system. The system is easy. Now, when you're throwing the ball two yards over guys' heads and getting interceptions that shouldn't be there, Zach Wilson, you know, now you're making (laughs) it look hard. Mm -hmm. I don't think you got to make anything look hard against this Vikings defense. I think you can beat them. You just got to stop their offense. And we both said it a million times. This Jets defense is legitimate. It is the Jets defense is very good, and the Jets defense is definitely going to be. It's definitely the. I think it. That's what's getting the Jets to that next level this year. It's not the offense. It it was the offense when you. Uh, I mean, Garrett Wilson is good. You're getting Elijah Moore in and more involved, which is you know been exciting oh, to, watch to watch. Elijah Moore get a touchdown last week. Oh, it was great, bro. Yeah, I know. I can imagine. So and, and I said, I think Brees Hall is very good. And I think he's going and hopefully that knee injury isn't like too bad because you'd never want to see like especially young players like that. That could be that next level player in the NFL. You don't want to see them go down regardless of the team and everything like that, you know. Um, So the Jets, that defense is really good. But I am still that being said, I am going to go with the Vikings here. It's just because at 1 p.m. That's that is primetime Kirk. He's so much better than any other game, any other time. And Justin Jefferson is just that guy. It doesn't matter. I think how many people you have on him. You just go back to that Bills game. No matter how many people you have on him, he's going to get that job done. TJ Hawkinson is still a very scary tight end. And. Nothing against, you know, Mike White you have going. But last time this season, he had a game where he... Because he had a good game, a great game last week. He had a very good game last week. But the following week after that, he threw like four or five interceptions and and got benched. So if history repeats itself, is that he's going in there with a high horse because he had a really good game. And then he may make some bonehead decisions. Because even though this Viking defense does seem a little slow at times, they're they're gritty. And they definitely can come back and like fight over a little bit. But I I could see this game like the over 45. I'm actually I don't hate that over. I think this is going to be more of a high scoring game. I think it's going to be a shootout, honestly, because I do think that the Jets defense is going to stop Dalvin Cook, at least in the rush game. So it's going to be more of a shootout on both sides. And I could see I could see a decent amount of touchdowns here. But I'm going to go with the Vikings here. Yeah, like I said, I agree. I think it should be the Vikings, but I'm not confident in them, and I'm going to still take them, hedge my bet as always, but I'm not confident in them. And um, before we actually go on to like the next game, unless do you have any more points for this game? 
No, I got nothing else on this one. Perfect. Just real quick, and for the audio uh, um, listeners, I'm going to talk to the Twitch chat right here because we actually do have a few people talking in chat today watching uh, this live. Just want to let you all know we're going to do our best to get to you and talk to you in the chat, but feel free to talk in there about anything about the slate in the like what we're discussing and what you think about any of these games we'll uh definitely you know we're gonna take a look and try to uh, address all of that and then feel free to obviously to keep talking about it because you your posts go up on screen so everyone will be able to see it too as well so thank you so much for listening and tuning in to the expert advice from not experts podcast and this episode right here right before the thursday night game we are going ahead and talking about all of the slate for this week so thank you all for tuning in live really do appreciate it let's move on to the next game I'm going to sit here and sugarcoat this one, by the way. We got the Commanders at the Giants. Giants, two and a half point home dogs and over a 40. I see it on the sheet. You're picking the Giants. I mapped this out. The Giants aren't going to the playoffs. I don't care what anyone says. The Commanders are going to 2-0 the Giants. It's I, I don't expect the Giants to win more than like one or two more games for the rest of the year. These Giants are pummeled, man. They got no one to throw the ball to. Daniel Jones stinks. The defense ain't good for the Giants right now. Saquon, his spark is gone. Give me the commanders. I'm playing commanders defense in a bunch of my fantasy leagues. They're getting it done. Taylor Heineke's good. Brian Robinson is elite with the football. And then they have an elite pass catching back in Antonio Gibson. They don't even need McKissick anymore. The Commanders are actually a good team. They're going to get into the playoffs, and I expect them to do something with that opportunity. Honestly, like, I hate to go in here and talk about, even though I take the pick the opposite team. I like, you know, I see your points. Tyler Haneke is definitely playing better than everyone anyone expected to, but I do think the Giants' defense is a little bit better than maybe give a little credit, even though they have been a little bit, you know, bumped and bruised. It's tough to bet against Saquon Barkley still. Like, he's still pro- uh, producing. And everything, but the really the biggest thing that that hurts the Giants is like you said, is Daniel Jones and the receiving core. And he's most likely going to Dallas, but like how like you a lot could happen till Sunday if Odell gets there. Does that make it that much of a difference? I think it helps. Does it make that much of a difference? No. But there's just something about the Giants that I think I, I still ride a little high on the Giants because there was a few weeks and they're another it's another game here that their money line has a has a plus in there. And there was a few weeks that they had that, and I threw that on the money line parlay, and it, I had to sweat it out. But like those hit, and like that was the biggest like sweat for it. I was watching it, so I think I maybe I'm a little biased because they've been good to me that way. And it's another game with a positive vig. But I I can't disagree with your points, but I still believe in Saquon, and I think the Giants can. I think the Giants can beat the Commanders here. I saw the Giants go toe-to-toe with the Cowboys the other day on Thanksgiving, and that was surprising, okay? But mm-hmm. it is divisional. So the divisional, it will get rough. It, you know, they, these guys know each other really well. Exactly. That being said, the, the Cowboys should have beat the hell out of the Giants. But the week before that, the Detroit Lions beat the living hell out of the Giants. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know a little bit of, uh, of biasy there, too. But when it comes down to it, the Lions suck, right? Like, we're not... I know they have a playoff spot temporarily, maybe possible. They're not They're not that good. They're not a playoff team in anybody's eyes. But the one thing that did stand out to me during that game was Jay Willie ran and got three touchdowns on the Giants. Absolutely torched the Giants on the ground. 
So the Commanders are a run-first team. They can also air the ball out. They got great defense. I do anticipate them to actually... I'm taking the Commanders, minus two and a half, no problem. Taking Brian Robinson on a touchdown, no problem. And I, I don't I don't think the Giants will be able to perform against this Washington defense. It's, it's just going to be tough because like you said the same thing. It's the fact that it's divisional. And that's the big thing. And like they know each other really well. So these games always get close and everything. And, and the Giants this year have won close games. So if the Giants can keep it close. I, they have any shot. Uh, they have more of a shot than any, than majority of teams in the NFL. So that's why I think that the Giants could just get it done. Yeah. Well, hey, we'll see. But I'm just glad we we're disagreeing on some of these games. Not like I, you know, forced disagreed with you on a couple of these games. Not for any real reason. It's not like I was forced to disagree. But you know, I, I talked myself into it. But this one, yeah, we actually disagree with and. uh I just want to say, by the way, for this next game, I guess you could play the soundbite, but I'm not even happy about it. We have Broncos the Denver Broncos. Let's ride. I slipped. My bad, bro. <laughs> hit it again. Hit it again. Broncos I don't care. Play. Let's ride. At the Baltimore Ravens, Ravens are eight and a half point home favorites and over under a 39 and a half. I'm glad we haven't been here for a little while to talk about the, the Broncos Ooh. specifically. Because coming into this year, I mean, come on. Who was more excited about the Broncos than me? I put futures on them. I mm -hmm. said, you know, Broncos to the AFC championship, win the division, blah, blah, blah. Don't even talk about my Russell Wilson MVP before that. Don't even talk about any of that. What the hell is this load of shit team doing anymore? I mean, I can't even explain to you how mad the Broncos have made me over the course of the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's just one of the teams where I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, this should work, but it just doesn't. It it's, just does not work. It just doesn't. And you definitely, like I was extremely high on the Broncos going into the season two. I thought this, I thought that division after the additions that the Broncos made, that it would be as competitive or more competitive than the surprising how the NFC East is and the AFC East is. East is the like this division because the Broncos just whatever reason like I don't know what it is like it, it's just everyone's you know down on Russ and I get it he's been playing real bad but there's just something about it or something just about Russ because he's been good for so long that um it's like I don't believe that he's washed but he is playing so bad but I was very high on him and you definitely were extremely high on the Broncos and if you look at it like, I know I'm going in like a little rant right here. The stat is now, and it's continuing. If the Broncos scored 18 points in regulation, they'd be 9-1 and one and first in the AFC. Mm -hmm. Like The defense has been a lead over there. That defense is insane. If even Their defense is still playing on another level when they traded away one of their best rushers and linebackers in Chubb to the Dolphins. And that defense didn't skip a beat. It's that defense is phenomenal. Well, and then I don't know. Okay. You, you kind of got your asses whooped by the Carolina Panthers. I feel like I feel like the defense did skip a beat. If, All right, that's if, fair. If you okay. lost to them, fair. I mean, but the, the the offense did not put them in a good position ever at all in so, that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna just blame the defense outright, but I would have liked to see like a defensive score more. I mean, it was Sam fucking Darnold. Stop it. I mean, okay, that's fair. Bro, it, 
I give yeah. you that. But like going back to the, the but like that, if you're a Broncos fan, as much of a cluster this has been, and there's something that's got to be fair on the offense, you you definitely still have every right to be like ex, ecstatic about that defense. That defense is going to be good for a while. Sitting here as a guy who you know had Melvin Gordon on a bunch of teams, have has Cortland Sutton currently, and has to play him because yep. my wide receiving core is really thin, and I'm just like. Like, there's no magic going on in the offensive side of the football. But then we look at the opposite side of the field, right? The Baltimore Ravens has had the same exact issue, too. They can't play the, football in the second half. It, there looked like no offensive sparks. You know, the defense should be really good. And it is good, but it's just not... I mean, we're talking about two teams right here, and the Broncos and the Ravens, who just lost to the Panthers and the Jags. You know, and if you told me the Panthers and the Jags were playing, I would say I'm not watching that game. Who the hell cares? But because now it's the Broncos and the Ravens, it's like this should be. But both these teams just got, you know, I mean, not dumpstered. You know, the Broncos got dumpstered, but the Ravens they were in a really close game. But you shouldn't lose that game either. So, and I haven't been impressed with the Ravens all year. So I'm I'm not. I'm going to tell you this. I have Lamar Jackson as one of my quarterbacks in one of my leagues. I'm eating four in this league right now. I got Lamar Jackson. I have benched him for Deshaun Watson, and I and I don't even feel bad about it. I don't because I think the Broncos' defense is going to be too good, so I'm going to go play Deshaun Watson against Houston. It's it's kind of nuts, like to think that like you know you're benching Lamar Jackson because like I'm not benching him and everything, uh, just because like I have him and my other quarterbacks obviously are not that great, but like. But you're right. Like I can I understand. I understand why you're doing that. Just because Lamar Jackson just like he just they just, they can't the Ravens can't play offense or can't play football in the in the second half. And I don't know what it is. They play well in the first half. They start off so strong and they just they just forget how to play football. And I don't know what it is. Like you know, J.K. Dobbins supposed to come back. I don't know if that's going to make that much. Uh, he I don't, he's probably not going to come back this week. But I don't know if that's going to make that much of a difference. But like they just like Lamar just has no receivers right now. It's I say one thing for anybody who was out there, because I had a lot of people who were telling me that taking Kelsey first overall as a tight end and not Andrews would come back and bite me on the ass. I had a lot of people telling me that Andrews was going to be the guy. I watched him drop two balls in the end zone last week that hit him dead in the hands. Yeah. So that being said, Andrews playing like shit too. You know, so it's not just Lamar's fault. I mean, he's throwing the. I mean, Andrews is throwing Andrews, who's a very good tight end, but Andrews mm-hmm. ain't playing anywhere near what Kelsey is. No. At this point, I'll take Hawk over Andrews. Um, but the rest of the season, I don't know. I mean, the last couple of weeks, Hawk's been getting it done. And then beyond that, I mean, he's throwing to nobody. There's two top two receivers are injured. I don't know why this team would ever get rid of Hollywood Brown. I mean, it's no more apparent. They saw Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, Lamar and Deshaun connected on a nice deep ball, but Deshaun Jackson can't keep that up. They obviously need that hey, burn for the offense. You know, that's what people do against the Ravens, right? They stack the box. Don't let Lamar run. It's a good run game. You know, they, they stack the box. You need that burner over the top to balance it out. Why would you ever get rid of Marquise Brown if you're this team? It, they it have makes been no sense. That made no stale. sense. It's a stale-ass offense against a stale-ass offense. Give me the under at 39 and a half points. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think really what the the issue was with the Ravens before we go into the next game is the fact that they got they got rid of Hollywood Brown because they thought Bateman could take over for that. And then Bateman got hurt. 
Yeah, Bateman is hurt, so. And that that's what killed it. But still, like when it comes to over the top and everything yeah, over top. Bateman's a burner, right? I, like, like, he's he, he's fast. He's fast, but he's definitely not like Hollywood Brown is a burner. And yeah. but they thought Bateman, okay, well we can take a little less of that and do a little bit more plus kind of that, like um, and everything. So they decided to go with that, and it didn't work out because he got hurt. And then yeah, granted, Marquise Brown did get hurt too as well for the Cardinals. But Marquise Brown, before he got hurt, was lighting up the field, and he's coming back. He's going to light up the field. You know who this team should have went and gotten the offseason? Who? Tyreek Hill. I feel like this team with Tyreek Hill would have been incredible. That would have been scary. Yeah, it would have been something, man. But I don't know. This this team is... Again, we we ripped the Broncos. could rip the Broncos all day. They're out of the playoffs. It doesn't matter. But rip the Ravens, too. I mean, they're... They are not impressive whatsoever, and they should win that division. I was talking about how it was going to be the Ravens leading the uh, the AFC North, and then the Bengals right behind them. The Bengals haven't looked great either. I think there might still be a way for the Browns to come in and win this division. I mean, it's probably not possible. But, like, hey, if you were telling me this is what it looked like at this point, I think the Browns are going to make the playoffs. I said if Deshaun Watson gets anything over eight games – uh, count the Browns out of the playoffs. Uh, I think at this point, the Browns still have an, uh, an open opportunity to get that. If they go on a streak and Deshaun is Deshaun of two years ago, look out for them Browns, man. Yeah, Amari, uh, I hate, like, I hate to, like, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to get too much into it. I, I, I think that just, uh, Deshaun shouldn't be playing this season, in my personal opinion. But that being said, uh, Jacoby, uh, Brissett, Keith Brisket, you played, honestly, the record doesn't show how hard you did play. Like, seeing him kind of tear up leaving the last game, knowing because, you know, Deshaun's coming back and he's going to play. That was a little, that hit me a little bit. The record doesn't show how hard he played, but I will say, if you're right, if Deshaun is at the level as he was two years ago and when in Houston, Amari Cooper fantasy owners, you're, you have the potential to be in for a big day this week. Yes, sir. And then, you know, while we're already on it, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. Browns are seven-point road favorites at over 47 points. I mean, we're already talking about them, so we might as well keep talking about them. Deshaun Watson's coming back, man. And who are they coming back against? His former team in the Houston Texans, who absolutely sucks. Holy shit, man. This is going to... But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Quarterbacks aren't showing out against Houston, right? Mm -hmm. Because you just got to run on them all day and play good defense. It doesn't matter. I expect, though, for the Browns to come out here and get Deshaun Watson into a rhythm. I do expect that. I expect them to say, hey, you know, we're going to get in the red zone. I expect Watson to rush something in. I expect him to throw a couple bombs. You know, I expect him to play ball and then complement it with a run game. I think this might also be an opening for uh, Kareem Hunt, too. I don't think we've gotten a lot of Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I mean, that would be nice, right? I think this offense is about to go to another level. I think the defense is going to get better because the offense is good. And I think the Browns, this minus seven, I think is disrespectful. I'll take this Browns minus 14, and I'd feel good about that. Because, honestly, there's going to be so much, like, talk and eyes on Deshaun Watson for this game, but you're honestly just right. He doesn't need to do anything this week because Nick Chubb should have a field day against the Texan defense. They He really should, and I hope 
the only thing I hope for in this game is Kareem Hunt can finally do something. He's been good in fantasy every single year, except for the year that I have him for the first time ever. And, uh, same thing. I have him for the first time oh, ever, too. And dude, it it's, it's pain, man. Like, it's all pain. You, if you, any one of our, like, you know, OG listeners and any of our new listeners, our OG listeners can full on say that for how much pain that Chris and I talk about, you would honestly think that we don't like this game. We like it's very rare. The only even this season, when we come back from Monday doing the recap and having our street, having the live recording uh, with the Monday night football game on, we're like going in some happy days for his Jets and my Dolphins. But when it comes to money, we're usually not that happy. <laughs> Think about it. Last year, man, the fantasy team sucked. The bets didn't hit. Last year, the, the bets Jets hit. No, it was the opposite. Our yeah, teams, the bets were hitting. The bets were hitting. Right. Fantasy, fantasy was rough. Bets were hitting, but our teams were our your jet. The Jets were awful, and the Dolphins were mediocre. Yeah, well, the Dolphins were like zero and seven, and then they went on a run. But yeah, then it just so really it got exciting, but it didn't exactly. It didn't matter. That's hey, why I'm wait, still saying you know mediocre. who put the Dolphins on that run too. Jacoby Beef Brisket. Oh man. You know dude. who got benched once Tua got back? Jacoby Beef, Beef Brisket. Brisket. Bro, what's with all these teams just like using Jacoby as like a fly by night guy and putting in some honest work? They're saying, eh, we don't need you. Yeah, that's but, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's why it hurt. Like it hit me in the feels a little bit seeing him like legit like tearing up after his like on field post game interview uh like interview and walking in and there's a bunch of Browns fans like cheering him on and everything like that. The record doesn't show like how hard like he was like out there like playing, how hard he was trying to ball, you know what I mean? I mean he walks off beating the Bucks. I mean, that's really that's a nice win. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So anyway, uh Browns minus seven, lock that in. Doesn't really, I mean, the Sean Watson revenge game. I mean, can you write it up any better? It took you a year to get out of, t- out of Houston, gets out of Houston, on the bench for, an, I mean, suspended for another year, a year and a half, actually. Finally gets to play now. First game back is against Houston. How do you even draw that up? How does that even happen? Man. It's all rigged. It's all rigged. Yeah. It's rigged. The fix is in. The fix is in. That's, that's, I mean, that's, uh, and then if he just comes out and balls, that's a storybook ending for Deshaun Watson. And everyone's going to hate it because right now, no, politics aside, I, say, I don't even care. I'm not going to say whether I like him or not or whatever I think's the right thing to do about him. I'm just going to say is the people are going to be mad if he comes out there and he lights it up and it's just like, I'm back. Like, people are going to be mad. So we'll see. But, man, I mean, I hope he just does it just for my fantasy teams. I mean, I'm biased. I'm starting them in two two of my <laughs> leagues that I need to win in. So let's go. You know who I benched for Deshaun this week? I told you Lamar. Guess the second quarterback. It's another mediocre guy, but uh, another big name. Dak? I'll just, no, just uh, Tom Brady. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> Tom Brady against the Saints? I'm like, uh, he he. Tom Brady loves to put up a stinker against that defense. I don't know why. So beyond that, yeah, I'm I'm playing Deshaun in both them leagues, and I'm fine with it. Next game, we got the Jaguars at the Lions, man. You know what? Come on, man. I'll let you take this. For your Dan Campbell love, I'll let you take this one. Come on, man. We got to play with grit. Got to get all the dirt off our pants, man. Play with grit. <laughs> um... I love Dan Campbell. You know that. Everyone loves Dan Campbell. You, you can't hate him. That being said, 
<laughs> I don't have faith in that defense or this team. Jared Goff is Jared Goff. He's going to have good days and he's going to have bad days. Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville's defense has been playing a lot better. ETN's going to come back and play. Even when ETN wasn't out, their second string running back still had a good game against Baltimore. I... I th- I'm riding, I don't think. I'm riding with the Jags because I think the Jaguars' defense is going to be able to stop Jared Goff. And I definitely think that ETN is going to be able to break off one or two runs or one or two screens. So I like the Jags here. It's minus one. Uh, the Jaguars are minus one away favorites over a 51. It's going to be a high scoring game. Money line is both at locked in at minus 110 to pick them. So I'm riding with the Jags here, but I will say I think Jamal Williams is going to continue his streak for touchdowns. So I, he's, I, I'm going to put him on my dog parlay any, for any time touchdown score. I think I'm lock also biased here. <laughs> he said, lock that. I, so I'm, I guess I'm biased, right? Because here, I'm going to take the Lions, I think. And what that means is it's really I'm praying on Trevor Lawrence's downfall. Um, I, I'm not enjoying all the Trevor Lawrence love because he's been bad. And that being said, he's gotten a lot better. But... The wide receiving core there is really good for Jacksonville. You know, the running back, the running room, running back room, ugh, that was a rough one. It was really good there. I mean, Jermichael Hasty came out and had a day. But, like I said, I mean, I think the Ravens are good. I think the defense is good, but there's just something that they're not doing, and it's really hurting them. And I don't know what it is yet, but we got to – we got to acknowledge that this Lions just played the Bills to to overtime and then just beat the hell out of the Giants the week before. And I would take both those teams over the Jaguars. So I think I'm going to take the Lions here. And I'm not happy about it, but Amon Ra's amazing. You know, the running back room for the Lions is better than the Jags. And if you told me that maybe someone else stepped up for the for the Lions. I mean, I, I would probably believe you, and then I would say the, the wide receiving core is better than the Jags. It's really the Jared Goff factor. Does Jared Goff play good or no? And I, I, don't, think, I don't think he will, but he has been playing better. You know, you know what's really funny about when it comes to you and me, where you would think, for all of our like close friends that know us, and off the podcast, we get into some heated debates and everything. But here, we're a lot nicer to each other. But when it comes to these games, when it comes to these games, when you and I disagree, it's like, I see your points, like, 100%, and it makes sense. And I see my, and, like, I know, I obviously, I see my points and everything. Yeah. Well, it, I see your points. Yeah. You know? I'm, so, I'm like, sitting here. I'm not happy about taking really the complain. Jags. I, I, I'm not the like, same thing. You're not happy taking the Lions. I'm not happy taking the Jags. And, and you know, it's crazy. It's crazy for how good, honestly, the Lions have played the last two weeks. They, like you said, they fought the Bills hard, got them to overtime on Thanksgiving. Um, you have that. Didn't your- we say one thing at the start of this thing? Not to cut you off, but th- th- remember when we started the year and we said, hey, the Lions, we want to see you win on Thanksgiving? All I'm going to say is taking the Bills to overtime. 
That's a win on Thanksgiving. Dude, that is a win on Thanksgiving. That game had me sweating because I had I had the Bills on a few oh, on a few teasers. <laughs> I was sweating, dude. Dude, I had I decided in that game of Thanksgiving, bro. I decided and it hit. It worked out. I did something a little a little different. I did two different teaser parlays for Thanksgiving. One of them I teased up the Lions. So I had them plus fifteen. And then a different one, I teased down the Bills. Because I was like, okay, if I add points to the Lions, I see them doing this. Like, because that's plus 15. That's a lot. And then I'm like, also, okay, end up being minus like, I got them like minus like five and a half or something like that for the Lions. So I was sweating it or whatever points I got it for what I forgot what it was. And I, and it both worked out, but I never thought I'd be sweating that game. No, I believe me. I was sitting there. I'm like, am I going to lose every single parlay I made before two o'clock? Like I was so mad. Uh, but you know, thankfully the bills overcame, but I wasn't happy about it. I, you know, I was sitting there saying I'm like, all right, well, if the bills lose, I guess it's also a win. Right. So, but we didn't have to worry about that. All right. So you're on the Jags. I'm on the lines. It's a pick them anyway. We will see. I had Next the Bills game? minus two and a half, by the way, on Thanksgiving. So one was Bills minus two and a half, and the other uh, parlay I had the Lions plus 16 and a half. I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about that side. That side's good. Oh. But I had a sweat minus two and a half for the Bills. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> so next game, we got the Steelers at the Falcons. Uh, another pick em. Falcons are one-point home favorites and over-under of 42 points. I don't have a whole lot to say about this game. I don't, I mean, we obviously don't know about Najee. That's going to impact a whole lot. So I can't really say anything about that. Kyle Pitts is done for the year. So the Falcons weren't really using them anyway. Um, I, I really don't have anything to say because I have nothing positive to say about the Steelers. I have nothing like the Falcons have just been surprised winning games. And I've just been betting against them and like losing on some ones that I really didn't expect to lose on. So, I mean, they just confuse me. I'm, I'm picking the Falcons as a pick just because I think my bias is still saying that the Steelers really stink and the Falcons just stink. But <laughs> uh, you got anything? I am taking shout out to my friend uh, Victor uh, for I'm picking his favorite team. I am taking the Atlanta Mean Machines at home. And uh, the another reason before that, even with Kyle Pitts being out, don't care. Uh, they haven't been using him really at all, which is a big, big shame. Uh, update for you, Najee Harris is out against the Falcons. So, Fal really? Falcons, Mean Machines all day, Mariota. I'm even thinking about going a little crazy and putting Mariota on the dogs parlay. What do you think the odds on the him for that is right now? I'm going to look it up. What do you think that is right now? Mariota, honestly... It's probably not good. I would say, and this over under of 42 points, I think I would be hammering the under and, you know, just sitting. So for any touchdowns, I would say it's probably at like plus 180 just because he's probably more likely than a lot of things. Let's see. Ooh, they actually don't have that up yet for them. No lines out yet? yet not that, yet for them. That is what happens. A little early. All right. You got anything else to say about that one? No, but I'm taking yeah. Atlanta Mean Machines for sure. We got Packers at the Chicago Bears. Bears are three and a half point home dogs and over a 44 and a half points. 
Uh, again, another one that's in the air. I, but I don't really care, to be honest. I don't think this line really cares either. We Aaron Rodgers says he's going to play, but you know, a lot of people are. It's a lot of hype saying Jordan Love's going to play because why not? You know, your season's pretty much done anyway, and you know, play against Chicago to see what you got. That's what a lot of people are saying, but. Did the Packers know what they got? And it's called Aaron fucking Rodgers. So Facts. I, I and you know Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago. So what are we what are we doing here? I'm, I I've been betting on the Packers though and losing pretty significantly. But Bears defense stinks. Like I said, Jordan loves plays. I'm fine with it. Bears defense still stinks. I get. Justin Fields has been great, but Justin Fields has been great for a month and still ain't won a game being great. I'm not really too worried about it. I'm going to take the Packers. I am going to do something I usually don't do. I'm betting against Aaron Rodgers, and I am actually going to take the Bears in this week because Justin Fields is good. He practiced fully today. It's looking like he is going to play even without Darnell Mooney, which that is a big loss. He would make, you know, a decent amount of plays, but Justin Fields was just running the ball all over the place, and I think he's going to be able to continue to do that if he does play against the Packers. And he tends to like Colt Komet again, and the Packers don't uh, don't have the... They don't do that great against tight ends. So I think if Justin Fields plays, I think the Bears take this game just because we don't know about Rodgers. So like, he says he's going to play. I have a feeling he probably is going to play because it's very rare that he does sit out. But, like, you know, you can see, like, with that, his throwing hand with that injury, it's bothering him a lot more than people are saying. Like, th- those balls don't look like they're going exactly where he wants them to go, where he's not, we're accustomed to seeing him be able to throw them wherever he wants. But, um, so I'm going with the Bears in this one. Um, I like them. Plus three and a half, I think, still even pretty decent. And I wouldn't mind even teasing that up, get that up to plus ten and a half. But again, this is a little bit earlier because this really, really depends if Justin Fields is playing or not. I mean, yeah, there's still a lot of variables, so I'm good to move past this one. Sir. And you know, I'll the best game of the week. Floor. The best game of the week, my ass. Best game Miami of the Dolphins, week. Four point road dogs to the 49ers over a 46 and a half points. You could take the floor. So I am still riding high on my Dolphins. They people are going to say, like, oh, they didn't look that great in the second half in the Texans. Well, yeah, well, they two was out there for one drive and then they ended up going ahead and they played all of our all our second stringers the rest of the game. So I'm I'm not I don't care about how the second half looked. The first half they went up thirty to nothing. They the offense was able to move the ball. The forty this is going to be one of, if not the toughest, I think, test that a really game that the Dolphins have. Because the 49ers, they're legit. They have a great defense. Boza is on another level. But the one thing that's really, I think, gonna help the Dolphins get ready for that game is the fact that we have a lot of 49ers players on that team on our team and you know we obviously got our coach that came for that they know how they he knows how Shanahan works so he designed you know pretty much that offense um for him so I like the I do like the Dolphins still in this game I will say I will be sweating this game out for sure um I am going to put some money on it. I've been putting money on, I've been doing some parlays on the Dolphins every week. Just, and that's something normally I don't do. I said in the past seasons, I say it to you, I said it to you a lot beforehand. I don't like to throw my money on the Dolphins because they lose. I'm upset that they lost and I'm upset that I lost money. 
but this team has just been fun to watch that it makes me just want to throw just a little bit extra on top of it to add a little bit more. So I like the Dolphins here. Um, I don't know. I, I do. I, I do like the minus four. I would, I'd be sweating that out. I think a lot. Cause I do think this is going to be a close game. Sorry that I'm going on another rant right here. Um, but I do like to tease them up that idea. Cause I do my nice little seven, um, point teaser parlay that I normally do. So you tease that up, get them to plus three in there. I like that too. Tyreek oh, and Waddle are amazing. I don't care what you say about Jalen Waddle. Best receiver duo in the Wilson league. Better. Anyway, um, <laughs> beyond that. Clown, clown, clown. Uh, yeah, I, the Dolphins ain't winning this game. I mean, the Niners, I think that's, that's from my perspective, the favorite from the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. Um, McCaffrey, questionable. Mitchell, out. I don't really care. You could probably run me behind that offensive line and just that run scheme, and I'll still, <laughs> you know, get over 100 yards. It doesn't really matter. So to be completely honest, I think Mitchell not being questionable and just being out probably helps because now you're going to have the backup running backs. And I, and I think it's going to be Ty Davis Price, by the way. If anybody is questioning who it's going to be, I think it's Ty Davis Price. I know Mason was in there last week, but I think Ty Davis Price was a healthy and active, right? You don't dress four running backs. So you go McCaffrey, Mitchell, and then Mason. And I believe Mason was the special team running back. and He was just had to go in there for the, to be the guy for running back. I think Ty Davis Price is going to be the active second behind McCaffrey and leaving Mason still active being the special teams back. That's just a little bit of a, my theory on how the 49ers are going to operate. That being said, Ty Davis Price came in earlier in the year and still ran like a monster. So that offensive line, that run scheme is elite. You got too many weapons on both sides of the ball, right? So I like the over of 46 because the Niners defense, while it's really good, the Dolphins defense isn't really good. I know they just kind of padded up the stats, you know, last week, but all in all, it still ain't really good. That defense been um, underperforming. I've been, I said that, I said that, you know, I agreed with you hundred percent for there. This, the Dolphins defense should not be playing like, honestly, like giving up as much as they are. They have a lot of good players on there. They're just something about it that they're just not, it's just not there. It's probably going back to the defensive coordinator, probably looking at the scheme. But uh, I do agree with you, and I'll be the first one to say that. The Dolphins' defense is a 1,000% underperforming this season. So, I mean, I, I like the over in this game, honestly. I really do like the over. I think this one's going to be a a really fun game. I'm glad to have it on at 4 o'clock solo. So every time the Niners score another touchdown, I could, like, drop the L on you. But uh, <laughs> I'm avidly rooting for the Dolphins to lose, and I'm avidly rooting for, like... Like I said, just ex getting exposed out there, honestly, because I think I think last week against the Texans, while a lot of people want to say Tua doing this, Tua doing that great, I think I counted probably two interceptions in the red zone that Tua threw that just 
weren't there because the Texans DBs can't play the game of football. I mean, it's it looked like two in the red zone that he should have thrown and got bailed out on, and then one somewhere on like the 50-yard line. So I counted like three interceptions to actually threw, but the Texans DBs just suck, and they're just a garbage franchise of a team right now. So in all reality, I think Tua was actually having a trash game over there, and I don't think that... Uh, Jeff Wilson being the only guy back there with Raheem Mostert questionable, probably ain't going to play, whatever. I mean, the running back room ain't, ain't really it, – it's not strengthened up. That I guess that's what it is, you know. You go and you look at that same running back room in the 49ers, there's a reason. They were playing, you know, fourth-string running backs all the time. And a lot of that time, that was Jeff Wilson, you know, <laughs> who was also just getting injured and then hoping Raheem Mostert came back. I mean, it's just a revolving door of why would you ever run this running back room again? It's just, it's an injury waiting to happen. So I think the Dolphins, they're going to fizzle out. And Tua, like I said, a lot of hype around him. I think he got bailed out by bad defensive play last week from the Texans. I think he would have got exposed, honestly, if that was a, you know, respectable defense. Also, too, just to let you know, Raheem Mostert did practice the last two weeks, I mean, last two days, uh, so it is looking like he is going to play, and they came out and said that he pro he could have played last week, but they decided to sit him just to give him another you extra week of practice. against the Texans? Like, you should sit him against the Texans. I that, mean, you should no, sit both these guys. No, I 100% agree, but that's what I'm just like, no, like, he, he was, uh, the article came out today that, like, he could have played last week. They sat him, gave him an extra week to rest up, and uh, he will most likely suit up against the 49ers. Who's the third string? It's, it's not Caleb Bellagio or anything like that, is it? No, it is, um, oh my god, I'm just blanking. It's, it's, I think it's still yeah, Gaskin. I, Still, is it still gassing? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, and I'm not excited about that at all. Yeah, I mean, congratulations. You could throw streams of Tyreek Hill, take that to the crib. You could, you know, or you throw know, a, a major- bottle, I guess, who's getting, you know, recovered by plumbers or something like that. Whoever the hell is covering him at that time of the day, or you yeah, know, Tyreek Hill can get majority of his touchdowns this season, like he did with deep passes. So, so your logic's wrong. Yeah, well, when he's when he's getting. You know, 18 yards of separation and no one's near him. You know, he's a great receiver. Don't get me wrong. Tyreek Hill. And two is getting receiver. the ball there. But, but, and it's a little underthrown. Oh but, my God. <laughs> you know, all I'm saying is when you go against a respectable defense, that deep ball isn't going to be there. Respectable Ravens. defenses, no. <laughs> Bro, we, I think we already just saw what they did against Jacksonville. Early season I, I'm, Ravens. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of out on that team. Bills. All in all. Uh, the Bills, you, you faced them when they had eight, 11 injuries on the defensive side of the football. They've been in shambles. You know, I'm not. Look what the Jets did to you. You know, that's all I'm saying. They didn't what have the Jets Tua. Did to you. Oh, my God. It, I think that's a plus. No that shot. That makes you a better team all around. No shot. He would have thrown three interceptions to no, the Texas defense no, if your any logic of them knew how to is, play the game of football. Your logic against the Dolphins literally makes they zero stink. sense. Zero. Zero sense. Zero sense. Hey, I want to tell you right now, if it comes down to it, and that last game, that Week 18 game, comes down to that Jets-Dolphins game to see whoever wins makes it to the playoffs, we're flying down there. All right? (laughs) I'm just telling you right now. I'm telling you, if if that game comes down to, oh, this is what you need to win, to get into the playoffs, is winner goes. Winner goes in, right? Which is very possible that could be how it, how it happens. If that is what it comes down to, we're flying down. 
Well, bro, you need better get some glasses because we're not. I'm not gonna. I don't think we're gonna be able to afford to sit lower level on that <laughs> on that game. That's stand. Nobody. They have no fans. Nobody goes to Miami games. They have sold out the last two home you, games. You idiot. There's three people. There's three people there. Bro, oh my God! Well, they ain't got no damn fans. They over there in Miami. sold out the last two to three games at home. I don't know. We'll see. I we'll fucking see. Maybe hate we'll have you. to buy them in advance then. I fucking hate you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're done talking about the Dolphins. Yeah, we can, this game, right? Oh my God! We can get next game. Uh, you're gonna give me a heart attack. <laughs> we got Seattle Seahawks at the Rams. I don't want to talk about this one either. The Rams are that's it's a all, dumpster fire. It's all Gino and DK. And yeah. Kenneth Walker, they, they're not going to be able to stop. Aaron Donald is questionable, most likely not playing. He's not playing. He's not why playing. He's out. Play? He doesn't, he's not going to play for the rest of the season. He, he shouldn't. Want to. Well, like, why? He's just going to retire. Like, just like, have him retire. Like, that's what he's going to do. He's not going to play. I, I doubt he's going to come back next season for how he came back this year to repeat and be done. And this team has not repeated. Cooper Cup's been hurt. He's going to be done this year. If I was him, just hang up the cleats, man. Phenomenal career. You're probably, you're definitely going to, I think you're going to go to the Hall of Fame. Geno Smith's going to win this game. You're Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Geno Smith's going to win this game. DK Metcalf's going to have a good game. Kenneth Walker is going to find the end zone as he always does. He's a fiend. Multiple Se times. Seahawks all day. Easy. Only thing I got to say about this one, I know we talked about it. You know, we could we could talk about this for 30 seconds just to make this one a little interesting. But, you know, obviously this the Rams, they can't recover because they have no draft picks. They gave up everything. Would you give up everything for one Super Bowl in 10 years? Give up everything for one Super Bowl. Is that my only choice? Yeah, you can get one Super Bowl and then it's a drought for the next 10 years because that's pretty much what the Rams did. Super team, one Super Bowl, drought for the next 10 years because you can't recover until you get some draft picks. There's, they have no capital. Oh, yeah, no, they're done. So they could trade Aaron Donald to go get capital, but yeah, know. no. So you get rid of, so you, you make all the moves they did, destroy, and like ultimately destroy the future team where you're automatically, you know, you're going to have to go through a rebuild, but guarantee yeah, like a Super this Bowl. Team, and they can't rebuild, right? The Rams will not be able to rebuild for like three years because they have no draft capital for three years. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, you're right. Uh, the next two drafts, they just still don't have a first round pick. Mm -hmm. So you're guaranteed going to be bad for the next, until. 2020 yeah. until the 2024 2025 season i think beyond that too because oh, you so need a couple years of drafts yeah. to like really recover so i would say at least 2028 at this point that's that's so scary but then again like you think about I it like super bowl. how because i remember like you and i talked about this another day but like i gave you a second option where i think i would take the second option but not getting that second option which i can say that after i give you this answer like not knowing because how like it's it's honestly rare for your team to win a super bowl like if if that's the only option yeah, I, you rare. do it you do it like you do it yeah you do it for everyone else uh like listening and for our live viewers the other option i gave him when we talked about this question because i did a little counter question so you have that you get two options you're guaranteed a super bowl but you do everything the rams did not necessarily involving the players but all the picks money caps so you're destroying your team a guaranteed Super Bowl, or you build through the draft, and in about 15 years, you have a dynasty like the Patriots. 
you know, if you could get a dynasty, you're giving it up for all that, right? Because that's that's a string of Super Bowls. I mean, that's the reason why the Patriots are valued at the way they are. Mm-hmm. It's only because of Tom Brady and that dynasty. So, but again, I don't think you could guarantee. But like, yeah, it's no guarantee. It's, mo- it's you can't really guarantee. I'm saying in this uh, in this like optional, like it's like it's most like let's put it this way: if you, you may not be. I won't say guaranteed dynasty. Okay, you're gonna win all those Super Bowls, but you're always a contender. you're always a contender, and like like guaranteed, you make the playoffs every single year and everything like that. And so you're you're in a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Not saying you win it because they, you can't like guarantee that. That's the option: guaranteed a Super Bowl win, or in 15 years, guaranteed you are a contender for like six straight years or like four I'll straight. Take the Super Bowl win. I'll take the Super Bowl win. And I think it, it like you know it's tough because I always want to be the, like to me I I want to be the contender like I do, but look as like and I feel bad because I have some uh I have some friends that are diehard Bills fans actually, but their history they went to four straight Super Bowls and went over four. I can't imagine right on that their pain. downfall again. I can't <laughs> I can't imagine that pain. Years of Super Bowls and you just lose every one, man. That is the worst. That is pain, man. Like I like, oh. ima- like so like that could happen in my second option. So like, but then again, you take that risk. So you do that happens, or you may go four and zero, oh, and you have four rings back to back to back to back. Well, I'm glad we made uh, talking about the Rams a little bit interesting. But oh yeah, let's move on. They stink. Kansas City. One and a half point road favorites to the Bengals over a 52 and a half points like that over. I do like that over. I, I like think, that over. I know we talked about it and I think I'll probably flip flop on this a couple times. Um, Jamar Chase is playing. Jamar Chase I is believe, playing. I believe he is playing. So that being said, I might be taking these Bengals, man. I might be taking these Bengals. They're at a positive um, right now. Jamar Chase, if he is playing, he got his best friend back. And when Jamar Chase is out there, T. Higgins had a good day, especially last week. And when Jamar Chase is out there, T. Higgins has a better day. So this is going to be a shootout. So I agree with you. I like that over. But that that money line is enticing. Yeah, I mean, I said so I'm going to take the over. This this is the game of the week, by the way. I don't I don't care what the hell you were talking about over there. Uh, this is the game of the week, and this is really this is going to be a great game. You know, I mean, there's there's no if ands or buts about this one. I think you're going to have a plenty of points scored. Get every piece of this game as possible. If you're doing a DFS lineup, you sack this game. You probably do Joe Burrow, and I would say you go Joe Burrow and Chase. But honestly, you could probably go Mahomes and Kelsey and bring it back with like Chase. Like, it, there's so many different ways to plot this game out. This is going to be a beautiful game. I can't wait for 425 on Sunday. I'm very excited for this game. It's going to be a fun game. But that being said, are you Chiefs or Bengals? I am. So right now, I put the Chiefs. But mm-hmm. you know me. I love Joe Burrow. And when he's getting his weapons back, I really, it's tough for me to bet against him. So right now, I'm still leaning the Chiefs. But, and I think that's the safer play, even with Jamar Chase. I do. But I like, I, I, it's so tough for me to bet against the Bengals. 
and like I'm talking myself into betting on the Bengals. I know, so am I. I feel like I'm. I feel like I got all my picks already put in, and I'm just talking myself out of that, out of them going to the other right. side, and I'm gonna <laughs> flip flop, and then I'm gonna lose. You know. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs here. I, I think they still can get it done. Uh, I will just check. I'm gonna check the health reports again. I'm looking at primarily Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon, but the Chiefs on their side of the ball haven't been healthy either. You know, I know Juju played last week. Um, McCall Hardman, I think, is still out, which would be really nice to see him play just for points in that game. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, we will. I'm gonna watch the health reports right now. I'm on the Chiefs. I'll see if anything changes and. If there's any updates, we can uh, always put that on the Twitter. Hell yeah. Next game, 425. I mean, Chargers Raiders, this is going to be a great game, too. I mean, this this 425 slate. The whole 4 for, o'clock is, slate minus, sorry, I keep cutting you off today. Uh, But, yeah. like, honestly, the whole 4 o'clock slate, slate minus the Seahawks and the Rams. And that's still going to be fun because you're going to see Kenneth Walker. I, I don't know that's... why you're putting the Dolphins and the Niners in there. The Niners are going to blow out the Dolphins. No, that they're not. Really no, they're not. 405 is going to suck. No, the 4 o'clock games. is going to save the day. The 4 the four o'clock games this week are all going to be fun games. <laughs> I, like, you know, you can just stop it. They're all fun games. Continue. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun twenty minutes, but then that game's going off right when that Chiefs Bengals game starts. That game's going right off. Piece of uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chargers Raiders, man! It, Chargers are dogs. Plus one road dogs to the Raiders, uh, over a fifty and a half points. Jacobs came up questionable, right? He, is he good? He came up. We question. don't know yet. We I, we don't really fully know yet. He's questionable. I like. I think he's gonna go in, and I hope. I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have him. But I'm not going up. Did against... He rushed for 300 yards in two weeks. Is that dude, what he... dude, I didn't have to. I, those I had to go up against. No, I didn't have to go up against the Josh Jacobs experience. Thankfully, and I'm not going up against him this week. But this man came out on Twitter and said that I don't give a fuck about your fantasy lineups. And then it dropped almost a 50 point game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he cared a little bit. <laughs> I mean, and then you got to think about it, right? I mean, he went out, he just ran like an animal. The Chargers have the worst rush defense in the league. So <laughs> I don't know if he's playing, like, that's going to be incredible. If he's not playing, You'll still get some good running back usage out of the Raiders. That being said, I still don't think it's enough. I still think the Chargers will win this game. Uh, Raiders being favorites, though, I think a lot of the money is going to go to L.A. I think a lot of the money is going to go to the Chargers, and then it's going to be a trap game where, like, the Raiders actually come out and just start playing football. I don't know. It's the, man, this week is rough. Do you understand how rough this week has been to pick? I mean, it's you tough have week. one, two, three, four. Pretty much five pickums this week. You know, the, the Commanders Giants, it's two and a half. I'm almost gonna put that as a pick'em. Jaguars Lions a pick'em. Steelers Falcons a pick'em. Chiefs Bengals is one and a half. That's pretty much a pick'em. Now you got these Chargers Raiders. It's it's a pick'em. You know, it's it's minus one plus one. It's it's pretty much a pick'em. So yeah, I mean, I'm picking the Chargers. Also, I'm, I'm going to go with the Chargers and go Bills. Thursday Night Football just kicked off. So we're going to get a nice little bit of the game in this podcast as we're wrapping it up. 
Um, Sounds good. I don't know. Give if you, me any updates. I don't have it up right now. Oh, definitely. I got you. Uh, Mac Jones, the Patriots starting off the ball first. Mac Jones walking onto the field right now. Uh, I, <laughs> I definitely go with. I'm gonna agree with you here and go with the Chargers over the Raiders. Uh, Devontae Adams still having a really good year, even though that 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 team just can't keep it together. Really, I will say there's been a lot of talk on the Twitter sphere about because i'm huge on twitter now i'm always on that app um you got about uh mason crosby being a sneaky play for defensive player of the year and you look at how this guy's been playing this guy has been an animal all year and not getting that much respect not much love just because the raiders sports because the team just sucked yeah exactly the team just hasn't been playing that great so like the Raiders, it's gonna keep it tight. They usually they usually do, especially when it comes to division. You got, but like I think with the weapons starting to come back for you know L.A., you gotta go Chargers. I like them on the money line, and honestly, I'll probably even tease them up to get them a plus eight. I think that that be that. I think that's easy right there. Mm. All right, well, again, a lot of good four o'clocks. Uh, we can almost breeze through these next two games. Uh, Cowboys, Colts. Cowboys are 10 half point home favorites and over 44. Like, got anything that, honestly, I might not even watch. I mean, I'll probably keep it on in the background. Like, I don't see myself sitting on the couch and watching this one. Like, I'll probably have it on my other monitor and I'll just be like playing a video game. Like, this, this, I, I the, the Colts aren't fun to watch. The Cowboys defense is too good. This game's got to be a pretty much a snooze fest, right? Yeah, I think so. I think the Cowboys, even though the Colts have been playing a, definitely a little bit better uh, and everything recently, the Cowboys should easily win this game. Um, I think I, I definitely I'm I'm going to watch a little bit of it just because I'm always going to have a wager on the primetime games. So I'm definitely going to watch a little bit of it. And but I, I think it's very easy. I think the Cowboys should win this game. That defense is another level. You know, Zeke is still showing he's got life in him. Tony Pollard's exploding. The, the Cowboys should win this game. I'm good with that, honestly. And then next Monday night, I mean, it's another kind of, I mean, Bucks Saints, Bucks four-point home favorites and over a 40 and a half. I mean, this game, it's not that it's not good, right? But, like, we've seen it last year. Like, both these Bucks Saints games, and last year the teams were both better. But, like, the team, like the games went to like 13 point games. Like, yeah. like that was it. Like it was just defense, defense. Tom Brady couldn't get anything done against the Saints defense. Saints offense just can't get anything done in general. I mean, let alone, you know, I think we're both on the Bucks because I don't think the Saints have gotten any real, real, you know, improvement since last year. If anything, it's worse than it's ever been. But I don't know. It's just like, I don't anticipate the Bucks lighting up the Saints. So the minus four, I'm not even really happy about. I will take the under. I'll take the under on both these games. The Cowboys game, I might just do an under parlay there. Under, under. (laughs) (laughs) Go one of your primetime unders for ending out week 13. Um, Yeah, I mean, think about all these great games we talked about. And then we have Sunday night football and Monday night football. And it's just like, I don't know, man. These are going to be some news fests just what are we looking at no honestly like we, if you just look at the four o'clock games you totally there's a there's you're gonna say two out of the four i'll say three out of the four you could flex into either of those primetime games and make the primetime 
that that just looks more enticing. Oh, and yeah. I understand that, why. Also, you could sell me on that. I, I, I understand why the Cowboys still, like, they didn't flex them out just because, even though this should be an easy win for the Cowboys, that division is still just so close that this game, like, really matters or it's just get primetime games given to them because of the Cowboys. Well, the, the, but the Colts not weren't supposed that. to be this bad right now. That's true it's, too. it's not the it's not the Cowboys' fault this game's gonna suck. It's the Colts' fault, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, like you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That being said, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but it, it, this one completely lies on the Colts. They have been a trash dumpster fire of a team. Put them right up there with the Broncos and the Raiders just upsets matt ryan hang it up yeah no i definitely agree primetime game i'm definitely i'm gonna pay a little i'm definitely gonna pay some more attention to it and uh i usually uh every primetime game i do uh if the cowboys are playing i always uh have to watch it make myself a nice uh, make myself a little jack and coke watch it and uh for my boy jason and um so I'm definitely going to have a little bit wager on it. I think the Cowboys should win. The, it's still going to win that game handily. I know we're just talking. We're mainly we we're so not intrigued about these games that we stopped yeah, talking we'll... about the Monday night game and went back to talk just about the Cowboys. <laughs> Yo, that's so crazy. But it's just about the only team I'm actually excited for in this block. I don't know. Like, I should be more excited for the Bucks. They just haven't. Like before. I said, I mean, I said I've just watched them play against the Saints defense. Like maybe he comes down and lights it up. You know, maybe the defense of the saints sucks a little more in the offense you know it's it it's a, it's just a you know it's a divisional game and both these teams really uh well the saints win off of defense and the bucks really just haven't been impressive so i don't know like i said it's one of those things of i you know i'm rooting just like i said i benched tom brady because i i just i'm not confident he can get it done so I'm confident he'll get the win. I'm not confident he's going to put me up a stat line that I'm going to be happy with. So again, benched him, put into Sean Watson. You know, it's that's just it's the way I feel about this game. It's been frustrating. It really sh- it, it just goes to the point that all throughout his career, and this is probably the last thing I'll say about it. I do think the Bucks are going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be a good game because this game is the these two teams have always played each other very tough. Just like you said, with it being a divisional. Um, but it goes to show throughout his entire career. Tom Brady is goes from an elite quarterback, I think the greatest quarterback to play the game. If he gets pressure, he has never adjusted to that. And he is bad. Like compared to even like even Peyton Manning, who we all know could not run. He adjusted and he could play still well with getting pressure. Tom Brady goes from the greatest of all time to looking like he has no idea what football is. And it just shows, and that hasn't gotten better with age. And the this is the worst offensive line he's played under. And since this is yeah. as bad as it was his last year with New England, when it was I think the worse worst. just went down against the Browns, too. His best offensive lineman. So the line only got worse. Exactly. So that's the thing. If you give him, if you look, this team hasn't really changed that much since the Super Bowl win to now, except for just injuries on that offensive line. And yeah, yep. you lost some and you have some injuries on the defense. But if you put all those offensive injuries, offensive line injuries, take that off the board, the, the Bucks would easily have a, obviously a, a better record. 
by far in, they would actually earn a playoff spot compared to now where they're going to finish most likely with a losing record and still make the playoffs because they lead the division. And this goes to my point again that I think it's so stupid that, like, honestly, at this point, all division leaders guaranteed you get a spot in the playoffs. I think the NFL should do the same thing with the playoff system, how the NBA does it. The divisions are only meant for tiebreakers, and that you just go by based off record. And, like, but you can do points and division for tiebreakers, and it's the top eight teams on each side of the conference makes the playoffs. Because it's absurd that teams, even, I hate to say it, like the Patriots, I know it's a different division, but, like, or here, look at the Commanders. The Commanders have a better record than the Patriots and there's a chance that they won't get it, but the Patriots will. And I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's one of those that you meant the bucks, by the way, not the Patriots, but we understand. I mean, yes, when you Tom Brady's on the team, you yeah. just kind of call them the Patriots. Still used to it. Thank you. Yeah. No, I believe me. I get it. Hey, you know, you're not wrong. I know it's like I said, these games are kind of so uninteresting. We kind of ranted about under, other things. So, you know, no need to wasting any more time. Uh, Thursday night game going off right now. Pick em pool going on right now. We're both riding the Bills. Senior Huevos so, is on the Bills. Senior Huevos on the Bills, so not really any chalk there. It's all going to be on Sunday. So that'll do it for another episode of the Expert Advice from Non-Experts Football Podcast. I'm Chris. Chris already uh, kind of gave his rant there. So anything else you want to say? I'm good, man. Uh, let's ride. Let's win some money. And it will definitely make sure you follow that pod at uh, the follow the Twitter. Sorry. on uh, uh, that's at E-A-F-N-E pod. And because we'll definitely be tweeting out some of our picks and you can definitely find us here and you can find us here live on Twitch the day before we post all our audio. But then you can find and listen to this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at expert advice from not experts podcast. I re-upped some of my money on DraftKings too because I did uh, I did exhaust that. So I will be uh, putting in some bets and I'll get a line about this week too because I'm really excited to stack that Kansas City game. So we will tweet that out as well and that'll do it. Peace.